All right, let's see what is going on here right now. This is what you would call the midweek report on September 20th, 2020. And uh, we have a few things that we wanted to, you know, go over and go through for this particular report um you know a lot of things have been you know going on and uh going going down right um you know it's been you know fairly active week of sorts um i mean we've kind of like talked about a few things here i've had you know a uh you know kind of like a scheduled uh podcast that was you know on uh tuesday uh we you know kind of like push it back from sunday to tuesday uh was talking about the uh fights that went down you know the your dennis Lucas fight the jamel heron fight among others um and you know a few things have been uh going down since then you know um Particularly in reference to uh, you know what uh, two two world champions uh, so to speak so um, we wanted to you know get into uh, that topic for this particular uh, live session and also go into uh, the whole thing between Canelo Alvarez. Golden Boy Promotions and the Zone. Um, you'll have the video on the channel there uh, earlier uh, to talk about Free Canelo. Um, and I kind of briefly went down what was happening with that. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is, uh, you know, filing a lawsuit towards the uh, Zone, Golden Boy Promotions for, uh, you know, Reach contract, uh, so to speak. So, um, and you know, with that being said, uh, it's going to be a pretty sticky situation when it comes to Canelo Alvarez, Golden Boy Promotions, and his own. Um, and you know, hopefully, you know, I will talk about that for a little bit. Um, on this uh, live midweek uh, report, um, but you know, in I would say about twelve minutes or so, I'm going to see if I could uh, check in with uh, someone that I've had as a you know guest on the Boston Source Radio Show multiple times, and uh, have interviewed um, through the YouTube channel. Um, so. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to get in to kind of like give their take on what's been going on uh, within uh, who they ha- are involved with. Uh, so uh, that's going to be something that you don't want to, you know, get on this particular live midweek report. Uh, but uh, we, you know, we have a few things that have been going on and going down. You also had the signing of a fight that 
many boxing fans have been anticipating since the beginning of this year, or I would say since December, and that is the Unified Lightweight Championship when you have Vasilomachenko and Teofimo Lopez. Vasilomachenko has the WBA and the WBO lightweight titles. He is also the WBC franchise champion, right? And Teofimo Lopez is the IBF lightweight champion after defeating Richard Comey by a second round stoppage to win that IBF belt in December. And once that fight was over, that's when they pretty much stated that, okay, we're going to have Barcelona versus Teofimo Lopez for those unified lightweight titles. Um, and, you know, there was a whole lot of uh, back and forth over the course of the year. Uh, even before this whole thing with the pandemic, they were uh, seeing if they were going to make this fight for April, but it wasn't officially signed off, you know, in January or February or even March uh, because there was an issue with uh, the, um, you know, the manager uh, of Vasilomachenko, Igis Klimas, um, having an issue with having, you know, uh, Vasilomachenko fight in Madison Square Garden at that particular time. So that's why, you know, the Vasilomachenko-Teofimo Lopez fight wasn't official um, up until that point. And so we had the whole thing with COVID-19, so you really couldn't have any fights uh, take place. And then once we had top rank with those fights over at the bubble in Las Vegas, you know, the buzz started to come back up again about having a fight between Vasilomachenko and Teofimo Lopez. But... Still, for a little while, it wasn't official. And then we had a few weeks ago the whole thing with Teofimo Lopez saying $1.2 million. Uh, you know what? For a fight of this magnitude, uh, one of the biggest fights that could be made in the sport of boxing this year, and you're paying me $1.2 million. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll chill out. I'll chill out. So, what ended up happening was you had Vasilomachenko kind of like restructure uh, his part of the deal. And uh, he uh, relinquished, supposedly, yeah, relinquished $800,000 off of what he was going to get uh, to have. Teofimo Lopez get that 800000 so that Teofimo Lopez would be paid, you know, what, even $2 million or have an even $2 million purse uh, for the fight between Lopez and Lomachenko to happen. So uh, that has been uh, made. It's been signed, sealed, and uh, delivered, so to speak. So um, you do have Vasilomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez official there in the lightweight division for the unified lightweight titles. Um, I've kind of read about possibly that WBC franchise championship 
being on the line as well, um, which is kind of interesting given that the WBC Franchise Championship isn't supposed to be uh, relinquished or it can't change hands uh, from a loss. Um, so that kind of is, uh, you know, weird or kind of like really suspect because um, the whole thing about that WBC franchise title, particularly in the lightweight division, right, that the person that currently has uh, the, you know, the um, franchise championship was elevated to have the franchise title after having the WBC title, mainly because he wouldn't necessarily fight the guy that was the mandatory contender for the WBC title at the time, or uh, as you would say, the interim champion, the WBC interim champion at that time, which was Devin Haney. But we'll get about to uh, Devin Haney here in a little bit. But uh, like I was saying there, um, you have Vasilomachenko against Teofimo Lopez. That fight is official. That fight will be for the unified lightweight titles. And uh, that is going to be for October uh, there. And it will be in Las Vegas um, on October 17th. Uh, that is the headline fight, and it is official. Um, you're also going to have Edgar Berlanga. Uh, he is slated to be on that particular um, event on ESPN. Yep, that's right, ESPN. Um, and, you know, it's going to be uh, interesting to see who he is going to be fighting uh, there, you know, um, at that particular um, instance. Um, so the thing about it is, is that we, we got to see how that's going to work out um, because there was something about Edgar Belinda talking a little spicy, so to speak, uh, towards another uh, fighter that is in the super middleweight division. Right, um, that is you know fighting under top rank and has been going up the ranks in the super middleweight division. And that person's name is Steven Nelson, who had recently you know won a fight against DeAndre Ware this past weekend, won by six round TKO. Now, we're not gonna have Steven Nelson uh, turn around and fight again within one month. That's not going to happen. Um, but it's something to see if they are uh, potentially going to match those two fighters together uh, for a fight. I'm not certain that that's going to happen given the position that Steven Nelson is at this particular point. Uh, he, you know, he does have the NABO uh, title, right? Um, you know, being the NABO champion that uh, has him at a 
fairly high ranking uh, there within the super middleweight division um, and, you know, was uh, put in position to, you know, have a, a fight um, against, you know, either the champion, uh, WBO champion there, Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, you also have notable fighters like Daniel Jacobs uh, in that division. Uh, you also have uh, David Lemieux in, in that division. And David Lemieux is, you know, fairly highly ranked. Um, <laughs> in not not only the uh, the WBO, but also in the WBC and WBA, kind of find that uh, kind of interesting there. Um, but you know, with that being said, uh, you do have the um instance where Stephen Nelson will be kind of like preparing to have a fight that could put him in position to fight for a world title at super middleweight real soon. About Edgar Belenga, you know, even though he's, you know, having those fights where first round knockouts, I think, what is that, about 14 uh, consecutive, yeah, 14 consecutive first round knockouts. Uh, there, so he has that 100% KO, um, you know, thing. Um, but he will be featured on ESPN October 17, 2020, uh, as part of that card for Vasilomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez. Um, so we do have that there, um, on slate now. Uh, you do, you know, also have um, the schedule that's coming up, right? So, really, you have uh, the thing with uh, former um, world title contender, Gidejis Kowalowskis. He will be facing Michael Zuski, and Miguel Mariago will be going up against Joey Gonzalez. So, you have, uh, you know, Joey Gonzalez, um, you, who, you know, fought Shakur Stevenson, uh, for that, at the time, the vacant WBO featherweight championship uh, was almost shut out by Shakur Stevenson. Uh, Miguel Mariaga, uh, who I think was slated to fight Shakur Stevenson on March 14th, um, you know, at, at the uh, Theater of Madison Square Garden. But that is when everything hit as far as like everything being shut down in the U.S. So that fight got completely scratched. And so now you have Joe Gonzalez uh, there at 23 and 1 going up against Miguel Mariaga at 29 and 3. Uh, that will be this weekend. Um, and you're going to have, you know, like I said, it is just Kamalioskis against Michael Zuski uh, there as uh, part of that fight card on ESPN. Um, I think, you know, with that uh, happening, this ESPN uh, basically, you know, filling out uh, their um, network slots. And also with, um, you know, the thing with um, top rank honoring their uh, TV deal with ESPN. So, like, you saw those whole thing, the things at the bubble in Las Vegas on Tuesday and Thursday, you know, every week for you know, about six weeks or so, that was top rank uh, doing what they needed to do in order to catch up 
and fulfill their TV deal uh, with ESPN. Um, so I'm going to see if um, we could, um, you know, break off here uh, for a little bit. I wanted to uh, try to get um, a special guest on uh, here. Hopefully, I could do this thing over uh, over the phone here. Uh, as he'll see if I can break down a few things, have him on uh, for a few minutes. So uh, let me see if I can reach him here real fast. Me for a second. Okay, seeming like uh, that is, um, I think he may be, you know, um, not necessarily available at this particular juncture. So um, I'm going to see if I could uh, reach him uh, at a later time or something like that. But um, there's also a few other things that I wanted to talk about, so um, you'll all be able to get through that uh, here in this next section. Um, but you'll also um, also waiting for another uh, person to come on here to join on this uh, midweek report to kind of like give their take on uh, the news and notes that's going on uh, within the sport of boxing here. So I'm going to see if I can get them on here for a little bit. Um, or have them join in, uh, but also try to get another guest on. So um, let me see how that's going um, with all of that. Um, I think they're trying to get on here right now. Uh, so hopefully. Hey, yo, what's going on, Mr. Gary Russell Jr., man? What's good? Oh man, just you know, trying to catch up with you. You know, all all this action, oh. going on, man. So, on? so just trying to catch up, see what's happening, what's cracking. Oh man, can you hear me, Jr.? As of now, we received the yeah. contract. We received the contract. We just trying to revise some things within the contract. Um, basically. It's a, it's a, they got they got a rematch clause in it, so we want to cover our bases. We want to cover bases. Once I beat his ass, once I spanked that little ass the first time, I I, I want the second time around to be one hundred and ten percent completely on our terms. Right. Hey, on our terms, you know, whatever network about choosing and et cetera. Right, you know, we just we just putting that stuff in the contract. You know, we getting this sent over to Al so he can check it out and revise it, and he's gonna send it back to Eddie Hearns. But we haven't sent it as of yet because we still hashing out the little particulars. Yeah, the particulars of the you know the details on the contract. I mean, and, and that's the thing with the contracts. It's not just a, it's not just the monetary figures. All the other things that you know they could add in. Uh, yeah. To say that, oh, 
Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, I, I think I have um, uh, someone else on here with me, um, Mr. Matt. You 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 hear you hear? It? I, I'm here, Jr. Hey, Gary. Wait, wait, no, no, not Gary. Mr. Gary Russell. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm peaceful at the moment. I'm a little sore. Cause I've been putting this work, it's all good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know, I know you hit the gym hard today. Hey, man, we hit the gym hard every day. Every day, every let's day. See, Gary, you are the talk. Uh, well, you were the talk in the boxing world. Canelo kind of took over everything, but you have been a hot topic in, on boxing Twitter. And in boxing circles because of this thing with Devin Haney. Now I need to know because I got people who've been wanting me to ask you questions. I need to know directly from you. Will this rematch clause um, situation stand in the way of you fighting Devin Haney? Wait, say that again. Will this rematch clause situation stand in the way of you fighting Devin Haney? Will it stand in the way of it? Yeah, like what if what if you can't get everything a hundred percent on your terms in the rematch clause? Is that gonna stand in the way of you making this fight that everybody now wants to see? Hey, hold on. Hold oh, on. we lost him. Oh, hold, on oh, no. hold on a second. Let me see if I can run that again. Hey. Yeah, I'm gonna see if um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see if I could uh, get that thing back on here with him because mm -hmm. I don't think I, I didn't think it would be much of an issue. You no, know we gotta saying? find out though. We gotta ask the yeah, question. Yeah, we have to find out. Because you know? listen, listen, you and I, we we kind of been we kind of been uh riding for uh Gary real hard. We don't want to look crazy over a simple rematch clause you know we gotta right. get this fight because i think gary could beat him right. i think he could beat him come on you gotta do this yeah exactly exactly you know what i'm saying so i i, I feel like you know all, like you said uh there briefly man um all it is is just sending the details over to al Mm -hmm. And and getting the you know final things tweaked over and like you said with that rematch clause, it's got to you know completely be on his terms because you know this first fight you know while he does get that you know he does get the money that you know he pretty much put out there, uh, everything else would be you know under the terms for Devin Haney. Yeah, uh, but so, but if the rematch clause is not one hundred percent his term, I don't think it should stand in the way to fight. Mm. Mm. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. No, come on. I think this is a big fight for both guys. Can't let yeah. that stand in the way. Can't let it stand in the way. I feel you. I feel you. So I'm going to uh, see about this thing here and uh, try again. Let me see what's happening with it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think this joint. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, his uh, joint ran out, man. That's what uh... it was. It's going dead, man. I'm telling you, man. His phone was blowing up, man. Everybody was hitting him. Oh, oh man. Because <laughs> that joint was straight. <laughs> straight, my boy. Yeah. You know, 
<laughs> now we can't get an answer to that question because that's what a lot of people want to know. Because I'll be honest with you, the reaction to the whole rematch clause thing, a lot of people weren't happy with, with yeah. Gary saying, oh, he wanted to modify the rematch clause. A lot of people weren't happy with that because they're like, yo, you got what you want. Let's make the fight now. We don't want this fight to become hooker versus pro gray where nobody even cares about the shit no more. You know, right. let's not let this fight move past its expiration date. We got the public interested in it. Let's mm -hmm. get to it right now. Yeah, let's, you know, get it cracking ASAP. So, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll have to, um, yeah, we'll have to, you know, revisit it uh, at a later, you know, at a later juncture. But, you know, while we do have you on here, we have to go through El Campeon mm -hmm. and the zone because I've spoken on it a couple times yesterday and you know my feeling about it in reference to who's basically at fault and it's not really Canelo it's not Canelo at all, at all. But, <laughs> it's not Canelo at all but, <laughs> but I, I want your take on this thing here uh, first before I kind of like break it down to like quote unquote the business of boxing. So go ahead. First of first and foremost, free Canelo. Shout free out Canelo. To great, shout out to the great El Campeon. Um, <laughs> so from what it looks like, Canelo's contract is not with the zone. Canelo's contract is with Golden Boy, right? Okay. Golden Boy said we're gonna pay you a minimum. This is not see everyone said this mm. is, that's his, that's what he's getting every fight. No, no, no. 35 million is his minimum. So he's getting a minimum of 35 million for every fight. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's it, it's even more than that. If he was to fight like a Golovkin, mm -hmm. he would get a minimum of 60 million, which is wow, let's go Canelo. But um <laughs> yeah, a minimum of 60 million. So those are his minimums. Now, according to Golden Boy, and this is if you believe them, they never made any assurances to the zone on specific opponents for Canelo. Uh -huh. Now, if that's true, the zone has no leg to stand on. If it isn't true, Golden Boy will be going out of business because Canelo has a services contract with them. Okay. Hey, yeah. Hey, yo, hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah. The thing like kind of cut off, man. And, uh, I don't know what happened there with it. With you. I'm back, though. I'm back. Uh, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah, this is the WBC featherweight champion, Mr. Gary Russell Jr., back with us on the boxing source, man. Um, I know that we had like a question for you, um, in reference to the the thing with the. Uh, rematch clause, but I don't think you would have much issues with with that. Um, no, no, so, no, Jr. Don't do that. Hold on, you have to clarify it, Mister Man. Ask the question. Ask the question. Let's, no, no, no. You got to ask the question for the people because the people oh. want to know. Uh, Mister Gary, Mister Gary Russell Jr. Uh, Brother Matt has to ask this question to you again. Okay, so. What if you cannot get 
the rematch clause 110 percent uh in your favor is that going to affect whether or not you agree to make this fight it definitely can affect that oh no no it, it, it can. This is the reason why. This is the reason why. For the fans and the people that's listening. The reason is this. People keep forgetting. I keep saying that with Terrence, it was personal. With Devin, it was business. Now, I already came down and agreed to their number. Mm-hmm. The number that they said, I agreed, I agreed to the term. I, that's, that number wasn't the number that I agreed to. I said, what do I agree to? Mm-hmm. They put the clause in the contract. Basically, if that's the case, if that's the case, we're going to take the rematch clause out of the contract altogether then. If they take the rematch clause out of the contract altogether, then I'll be cool with it and we'll make the fight. But the fact that I'm meeting their offer mm-hmm. and I'm, I'll be competing on the network or whichever network of their liking or whichever station of their liking when I beat his little ass and we have to do the rematch, I should have the same type of options to do it on whichever network or whatever, whichever liking of mine. Whichever terms. It's simple. It's simple. And if they can't agree to that, then we got it. Now, uh, going, speaking on that, now, when you were talking with Devin Haney and Bill Haney, your, your figure wasn't 1.5. And you clearly stated that beforehand. Correct. You know? So. And to be honest with you, when I originally talked to Bill, because Devin Haney was someone that we originally wanted to fight, he was the first person that I wanted to fight once the coronavirus was over with. When, when, when you pay attention to my Instagram pages and everything, the only person that I was thinking about fighting was Devin Haney. Right. Nobody Nobody wanted to fight Devin Haney and nobody wanted to fight me. Why not? Who would want to see that fight? And I was talking to Bill and I gave Bill a hypothetical fit that we could possibly make on the fight and he never responded back. So he said, well, we'll fight then. Terrence Crawford offered Kill Brook 1.5 and I said, damn, Terrence, y'all just trying to make it seem like y'all trying to give people fights because you know Kill Brook can fight a complete nobody in his own country and he, he'll sell an arena out and make that money. You know what I'm saying? I'll mm-hmm. fight you for that money because it's personal. You said you wanted to break my neck because I answered the question honestly about something that happened years ago. So then Bill Haney said, well, she fight us for that number. I said, man, listen, that's personal. I'll fight Terrence Crawford for free just because he said he, he wanted to break my neck. Mm-hmm. I took offense to that as a man. I know it's a drought on real men, so I, I agree to disagree to people that don't understand where I'm coming from. Right. You know? but, but, you know, when, when, on, on, on that situation, I told Bill, I said, listen, man, with, with, with Terrence, it's, it's personal. With your son, that's business. Realistically speaking, this is the, this will be a bigger fight than the Javante Tank Davis and the Leo Santa Cruz. This would be one of the most anticipated fights since border boxing as of today. Can't nobody, can't nobody argue that. Can't nobody really argue that. You know, so if that's been the case, and now they saying, I said, man, if that's the case, fucking give me two. He said, well, he overpricing himself. He's trying to price himself out. 
cool beans, shorty. Since I'm trying to price myself out, I meet you at, at, at that. I'm going to beat you the ass. We, we, we both could have made a little more money. I hope it's worth it because I'm going to spank your ass. You've never been in a ring with nobody, nothing, nothing like you. He's never seen nothing like you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spank your little ass. Cool. So they want to put a rematch clause in it because it's highly likely that I would beat his ass. And if the contract, I mean, if the title was to change hands, they want an opportunity to be able to, to get their title back. I don't mind giving them a chance to get their title back once I beat them. You know what I'm saying? But if that's the case, if that's the case in this rematch clause, I needed to stipulate that we can do it on our terms. We can do it on our network. It has to happen during a certain, a certain, it has to happen, the fight has to happen within a certain time and everything. Fight has to happen by a certain date, a certain time, and, and et cetera. Yeah. You know, so, this, I mean, that's just basic business. It's, I mean, it's just business. That has nothing to do with, 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 with Terrence Crawford. So, yes, it could affect whether the fight happens. Am I willing to make the fight happen? Hell yeah. I just, I, but you, people, people got to understand, man, you got to have, if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. I'm one of those guys that's going to stand on everything I believe in. And I don't care what nobody else got to say. And that's just what it is. So it's very possible that it could make a difference. If, if that's the case, like I say, if they got an issue with that, then fuck it. I'll count the offense. They will fucking take the rematch clause out of the contract. We can still make the fight happen. Yeah, now... Going back, like it's been about almost what five months or so, because the whole thing with Haney basically jumped off when he called you out on Twitter, and we said then months ago we're like Gary Russell Jr. really ain't on Twitter, so what is you talking about? And I do like have uh, one particular person that's on with us. Uh, that did have a reaction to uh, Devin Haney's supposed call-out months ago. Um, he, he kind of uh, had some choice words for Devin Haney. Uh, but, you know, what's happening right now, as long as, you know, you like you said, you had to make the adjustment uh, with Devin Haney because, like you said, hey, with Terrence Crawford, it's personal. But with me and you, it's business. And when it's business, and I know, and I know what I'm worth, because you've always stated that. You know what you're worth when it comes to this whole thing with the boxing game. And so if they're not able to come up to your demands, then, I mean, that's it. So now you made the adjustment. You said, you know what? I don't take that 1.5 to beat your ass, but the rematch cause better be on that, and it better be on my terms. And that's basically how it is. And it's that people don't understand that, and they just got it. They might need to take a look at the mirror. Or, like I say, if they don't if they don't like my terms of the rematch clause, then let's take the rematch clause completely out of the contract then. Oh, there you go. Just one, so one time so if if just just for clarity, if the rematch clause is not one hundred percent if the rematch clause is not one hundred percent on your terms, will you reject the fight? If the terms are as currently constructed, I just said that. I felt like I kind of said just said that. Um, it don't have to be a hundred percent. We 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 got flexibility. You know what I'm saying? We 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 flexible. I'm a noble. I'm a noble guy. 
I'm a noble guy. So, Sean really don't know what he's getting himself into. Fight, Gary, please. We need this fight, man. He don't even know how much we dying to see this fight, man. <laughs> Yo, we, hey, we've been pushing for this fight for months, man. I want it. Don't nobody want this fight more than I want this fight. I was on the phone five, six months ago, two, three o'clock in the morning with Devin Haney's father letting yeah. him know I'm trying to make some money. But it's signed by physically putting my hands on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, I'm trying to make this fight happen. Bill Haney, I mean, it's not, it ain't a secret. Bill Haney said that, yeah, man, girl, we've been talking. We've been communicating on trying to make the fight happen. Mm -hmm. We've been trying to do that. Yep. You know, but this is the fight that I, I, I would love to take this fight. I think Shorty's in over his head and he's not going to realize it until it's two months fucking late and the bill will run. You know what I'm saying? For the bill, wrong, and he's gonna realize he's he's in over his head. Mm -hmm. You know, but I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely one. I take the fight. Like I said, man, we're doing it on the terms. We're doing it all, all on their terms, and I'm sure changing myself. So why shouldn't the rematch clause be on point on my end? The only other way, yeah. Yep. It only makes sense. Or just take the rematch clause completely out of the contract. Yep. Oh, Gary. Gary. The, only, the, only, the only reason why they got the rematch clause in the contract is because they know the chances of the title changing hands. Yep. Hey, Gary. What's up? What's up? Hey, so, this, so this is true. I'm a record on the, on the podcast. And I definitely have talked to you about score. And I'm the one that uh, basically if uh, Hayden didn't keep this word to get this fight and make it happen, he's put. So first of all, I'm so glad. Oh, hey, uh, Terrell, uh, you're not in uh, there clear. Now, he, he, uh, Terrell is the one that basically called out Devin Haney and said if he didn't follow through on that call out, then Devin Haney's the pussy. So at least Devin Haney uh, came up and said, you know, that he wanted to follow through with this fight at the very least. Well, I can't say this much. The contract has been sent. I can definitely confirm that. I can definitely confirm that the contract has been sent. You know, now, whether they going to go deal with the terms in which I wanted the contract, is, which is pretty much what I just asked and what I just told you guys. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. That's something that would be that 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 could make or break this fight. Or, like I say, just take the rematch clause out of the contract. But as of as of this far, he has delivered on everything that he said. They they sent the contract. They said well they they said they they said they sent the contract. They ain't say they was going to agree to, to shit. So we'll see we'll see how it works out. Well, I mean, you know, the thing that I was uh, hearing from, you know, Bill Haney um, a day ago, you know, was saying that, you know, they try to like have everything cordial, you know, with, you know, their party and your party that, you know, they you know, have respect for you and your family and just want to, you know, go ahead and conduct business uh, with this. Uh, but, you know, there's the whole thing about, you know, Devin Haney talking about, oh, 
Um, you know, I sent them a contract, but they hadn't responded yet. So I think he captain, but we we have heard your response to it. And so, like you said, you 100% want this fight. But honestly, I think, like I say, like, 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 yeah, 21. I think he's young, and to the fans, you have to understand that it is a, a cost, it is business. At the end of the day, contracts aren't just sent over in time. You know, you want to make sure everything makes sense and everything is exactly the way that they said it was going to be. And, you know, it's not no other extra stuff that's in between, you know. So we have a turn to go over these contracts to check the, the lingo because wordplay a bad motherfucker. They put some a, a little bit of wordplay in it. You think it means one thing and it means something completely different. You know, so we're just scanning the contract and putting in the particulars that we want in the contract as far as the rematch clause goes. And like I said, if they have an issue with that, they completely take the rematch clause out of the contract and let's let's make the fight. All right, true that, true that. Um, I want to see if I can add in another person. Uh, hopefully, uh, they're ready and uh, you know, hear me. Uh, what's going on, but. Um, they, you know, are basically on cue. Hopefully they'll uh, get on and, you know, ask a question if they're ready. Um, they'll have to unmute uh, once they're ready to rock because they're on uh, with us right now. And that's uh, uh, Mr. Mike, um, Mike on sports. So uh, once he, um, let me see here. I'm going to try to see if I could uh, get this. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Mike. Can you hear me? Uh, what's going on, Mr. Jerry Russell? What's up, man? man? How you feeling? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you, brother. I love how vocal you you've been uh, over the past couple months. You know what I'm saying? Really, uh, not not letting anybody slide on on any shit they saying. So I really can appreciate that in, in, in boxing because uh, it ain't just about fighting. Sometimes you gotta entice the public and make them and, and let them know. You know what I'm saying? You really about what you speak. So. I got to give you a uh, 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 props on that. One thing that I did want to ask you, though, uh, today I was reading some things, and it said um, if you were to win the fight with Devin Haney, that you wanted the uh, fight to be on, I believe, a PBC network, uh, the, the rematch. Now, if I'm just going off of revisionist history, I've seen when Andy uh, Ruiz won that the fight was back on the zone again. And Eddie Hearn is like still like the uh, Joshua's promotion, and he's Devin Haney's promotion. So, do you really think that he's gonna abide to uh, to uh, that uh, re request? Yeah. Oh, he's breaking up. I can't hear. I couldn't hear the question. Oh, he was saying like um, you know, with the whole thing with the rematch clause and everything like that. Um, that he, you know, kind of is, um, you know, trying to see is like after you had that fight and you defeat Devin Haney, like he's having doubts that it would be, you know, the next the rematch would be on, you know, PBC Network, given uh, that you know you had the whole thing with um, Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz, where Ruiz won the first fight. And it was on the zone, but the rematch was also on the zone, given it was Anthony Joshua. But uh, I don't think that, um, that, 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 that goes 
see, that goes back to how everybody, everybody do business differently. And that goes back to how you negotiate business. You know, maybe that was something that was in the terms of their contract. That goes back into the situation that, I, that I'm talking about right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they, if that's, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to me at all. If if I'm fighting on this guy's network, wherever they want on their terms, if when I beat them, I feel as though I should be able to do the same. That's it. That's all. Or or let's just do one fight at the network of your choosing or your liking, and we don't need no read my club. When does that go? Yeah, there you go. Now, I uh, have, I think, another one uh, on here. Uh, Jay, uh, if you can hear us, uh, you're here with the WBC featherweight champion, Mr. Gary Russell Jr. What's up, champ? How you doing today? I'm, I'm peaceful at the moment, but I'm a little sore. I've been grinding. I know you did I'm a D.C. Uh, native for sure, from Northwest D.C. You know what I mean? And uh, we, we definitely rocking behind you. I grew up. 14th and W. So, you know, I was in the trench. I, I, I grew up right off New Jersey. Okay, okay. So, you know, I was down with that Midtown boxing at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But listen here, man. I, you know, I, I like how you've been coming at their necks lately, bro. And how uh, you stepping up these weight classes, man. And, uh, you know, that says a lot to be truthfully honest, man. I mean, you taking the big risk to be truthfully honest, you know what I mean? And you're going against the younger, younger man. And they always say it's a young man's game. So I respect that. You know what I mean? I mean, personally, I've been telling everybody I see another Mayweather versus Canelo again. You know, I think you're going to teach the young man. But uh, we're going to see. But I, I just hope I just hope that uh, this actually happens because I definitely like to see it, bro. Man, I appreciate the support. And if it does happen, if it does happen, man, just understand that MD is first, you know. And if it does happen, if you see it and you watch it, punches in the head because you right. Yeah. Yep. That's what's up there. I'm going to see, man, looks like, uh, yeah, people are coming in and coming on. Um, let me see. I was going to ask, yeah. um, if, if Devin Haney, uh, wasn't going to be the opponent, I've, I've, I think I, I've heard you said that you had somebody else in mind and he was like at 135. Can you like share with us who that was? Hey, my Mike tried. He tried. Go ahead, Mike. I mean, y'all know I'm gonna try. I kind of want to change gears because y'all know me, man. I'm a I'm a I'm a big Terrence Crawford guy. You know what I'm saying? I uh I wanted to know um. Why why were you so adamant about taking the 1.5 for Terrence Crawford uh at first, but uh not for Devin Haney at first? Because Terrence was personal. Devin Haney was business. You know, I keep saying it like it's 
it's just like a drama on real men. You know, there's no disrespect to nobody. You know, but I, somebody asked me a question and I answered it honestly about something that happened years ago. Terrence got mad and his reply to it was he wanted to break my neck. As a man, I still, I was I was offended and, and me being a, a competitor and a warrior, my natural instinct just kicks in. I want to be physical at this point with this person. So we could we could afford for free. We could afford for free just off the principle because I feel some type of way because you, you say you want to break that. You know, so that's where that came from. With Devin Haney, it's business. Devin Haney, me and Devin Haney is a much, much bigger fight than what we would be getting paid for. We would not be getting compensated for the work of this fight because it's a bigger fight. It would be the most anticipated fight in the sport of boxing right now today. It'll be one of the most anticipated anticipated fights, and we're only gonna make one point five. I'm gonna make one point five for that. That's that's not good business. You know what I'm saying? I know for a fact it's a bigger fight than a Javante Tank Davis and Leo Santacruz, and they even pay per view. People would pay pay per view to see me and me and me fight. Who wouldn't pay pay per view to see me and Devin Haney fight? But you know what I'm saying? Since they saying that I'm a, I'm capping this, then and there, ain't nobody really trying to fight me anyway. Cool, Jordan. They trying. I I fight you for two. Oh nah, that's too much. See, he's trying. He 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 he. Uh, I was pricing this up. You know what? Cool, man. I could you could have got your little ass beat for more money than that. But since I need, since I want to name on my resume anyway and put you on my rock. You know what I'm saying? You can get it. You can get it for this. That's that's honestly what it came what that came to. Because realistically speaking, if this if these was on other terms, this would this fight would be on pay per view. hmm Real real quick uh, follow up to that Terrence Crawford. Uh how how serious was the offer that you guys sent to Bob and Terrence about a potential fight? Just as serious as I was about that, I ain't. And, and, and you never heard anything back from Bob or Terrence? Nah. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they just, you know, wanted to pursue other, maybe they just wanted to pursue other things. But I can't tell you this much. If this fight happened with, uh, with Devin Haney, I'm only two weight classes away. Because I got spanked Devin ass. I'm only two weight classes away, Terrence. What's up? <laughs> I still feel some type of way about it. We can still get it cracked. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I seen the video. It was a video. One of his little friends. I don't even know the dude's name. I can't think of the dude's name. The dude said something like, "Yeah, beat my ass." And then he was like, I "Guess he was turned. Yes, man, a hype man or something." And he said, "Yeah, beat me. He can beat my ass." And this, then the third, I can come down there. See, they plan. They got the right one, you know. Since he's since he's talking, I want to get the rest, the rest of this guy's name. Cause since he's talking, I take that offer. I come down there to Omaha, me and my little brothers, and I come up at the gym. We get the camera crew. Everybody come up in that motherfucker. And since he said he can beat me, 
if I don't beat, when I beat it, I'll beat his ass too. We just need a waiver. I need somebody to get a waiver put up. Just in case, just in case I fuck him, they don't try to sue me enough for like that. <laughs> we get a waiver and I, I come down there, I come down there and spar you and beat your ass. But but if I do, if I do, Terrence gonna have to sign this sign sign this term sheet to say right out the devil had to get fight with that. What's up with this new Gary, man? We getting because it's it, it's like you not letting nobody slide on nothing. If a nigga say he took a quarter from you in, in, in high school, you want to get at him. So like, where where's all this coming from? Well, uh, what you mean? I'm not letting nobody slide on nothing. You gotta elaborate. Say that again. Like, if anybody say anything, Devin Hattie says something. All right, we gotta know and say and get on his ass. Terrence, Terrence says something. Gotta get on his ass. Terrence Potten says something. We gotta get on his ass. Uh, what? Mark Davis says something. I'm on his ass. Uh, uh Darden says something. I'm on his ass. That's that's what I've been getting. I'm I, and maybe you you've been like this before, but to the public. I haven't like really seen this. Man, listen, boxing is what I do. Is not who I am. I'm a real man. At the end of the day, if somebody says something or do something that I don't like and I'm offended about it, then I'm, I'm gonna address it. I'm gonna address it accordingly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let something slide. I'm not gonna let let somebody say something or do something that I don't like without at least checking it or letting them know how I feel about the situation. I'm not one of these guys that be on social media. I normally don't be on social media at all. I just recently got on social media. And once I got on social media and started seeing the crazy shit that people were saying out their mouth, hell yeah, I'm going to check it. Because half of the people that we're talking about, they know me personally. They know me personally from mm-hmm. the Hammers. Mm-hmm. Not Devin Haney, not Devin Haney, because he, he was young. But the Terrence Crawford, he know me personally. He know me personally. He know how he knew boxing is the perfect boxing was the perfect sport for me. People got into boxing because they probably got beat up or just liked the sport. I was an aggressive child. I used to go around and just beat people up just for the fuck up. And my parents had to realize it and and, and channel it. You know what I'm saying? I grew up I grew up in Washington DC. We this was the when when it was the real the real DC. It was chocolate city. When it was the murder capital. Murder. We had the highest murder rate of everywhere. We was forced through a different type of fire. Listen. Back of these people in, in these other places. You know what I'm saying? So I was much more aggressive than everybody else. So people never seen that side of me because I wasn't on social media. But the motherfuckers that knew me personally, they always knew what it was. I ain't never lie about nothing. Everything I said was factual information. Whether they argued it or not, it still came out to be true. Man, I, I knew like back in the day in the early and mid-90s, I was like, you know, around Northeast, Northeast DC and around Georgia Avenue. But back then, we knew better than to even go close to Southeast DC. Because if you was around there during that time, man, shit. <laughs> Them was all the people that raised me. Them was the people that I came up with. Them was the people that were, that was that was the 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 uncles of the neighborhood, the the big brothers of the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? That that scene that somebody had a little bit of talent and, and encouraged them to be better. And I'm the product. I'm a product of my environment. 
I'm a product of my environment. So when people say, well, I seen you just doing this and doing that. Nah, I don't see these people. I would prefer to see them in person than to see them on social media so I can confront them in person. But, you know, we got social media going on. You got these social media gangsters. So I just rather these guys keep my name out their mouth because I'm one of them guys that have really answered the call. I don't care how big you are, how small you are, how little you are. It does, none of that shit matters. I'm a real man at the end of the day. Ain't, 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 ain't nobody gonna bring no fit. Ain't, ain't, ain't nobody bringing no fit. No way. It's always been that way. Yeah, Mike, you got something? Uh, and then I'm gonna yeah, have to yeah. say. I wanted to ask him since he's uh moving up to 135. Like, what's gonna uh, happen with the with the 126 pound title? Are you gonna keep it? Are you gonna vacate it? Or uh, what's going? Are are you going plan on going back down to 126? It's a beautiful thing when you're a free agent and you got options, isn't it? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It's a beautiful thing when you get when you got options. I'm the longest reigning champion at 126. Mm-hmm. Longest reigning champion. So realistically speaking, if we make this fight happen within a certain time frame that I want, I could beat Shorty Lorraine and be the champion at 120 at 135 and at 126, and that'd give me enough time to go back down and defend my title and defend my title at 26. Yeah, because um, we yeah, and that's only if I want to, because realistically speaking, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When, I, when I spank Shorty ass, see, everything is strategic. People got to understand. Yeah. When I spank Shorty ass, man, I'll be the WBC champion at 135. And guess who I want to fight next? Oh, I'm we fight, know. I want to fight the franchise champion. That's right. I'm a champion. Yeah, I just beat the I just beat the little boy ass that you was running from. What's up? Let's do this shit again. So Gary, man, I gotta ask you, bro. I gotta play devil's advocate because people are, are have been saying this, and people have been like uh, making these kind of uh, assumptions. When you say you was you was weight drained for the Lomachenko fight, and and Lomachenko didn't really get the real Gary Russell, uh, what do you say to people that say that just sounds like a excuse? Why can't you give Lomachenko his proper credit? I'll say they're entitled to their opinion. Okay. They're entitled to their opinion. All right. Jay, what, what, what you got? Hey, uh, Gary, I had a quick question, man, because I came to your uh, gym and I interviewed Antoine, man, and I was thoroughly impressed with the young brother, man. Uh, you might know me. I, I go by Jay Hardcore, Hardcore Boxing News, also. Um, but uh, what's next? What did you say? Oh yeah, I remember you. What's up, my man? It's all good. But listen here, man. I, I'm I love your brother, man, and I, I I just don't think ain't nobody gonna be able to deal with Shorty at all. So what's next for him? Hey, it's so funny, man. It's so funny. These dudes, hey, listen, in a minute, people about to be in between a rock and a hard place. They about to be between a rock and a hard place. Because mm. if they gonna see me at 35, or if they decide to move up and gain a little weight, they're going to run right into my little bro. And they're going to have to deal with this bloodline at some point. Right. So, 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 what's the deal with Easter? You think him and Easter going to be able to get it on? 
I don't think so either. Oh, yeah. I got it. Hey, look, I don't think Bunny wants that smoke. So, what you saying, Bunny? So, you saying Bunny hopping around that or what? Man, my name, hey, look, I'm about to call my little brother Alpha Fudd. <laughs> 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 Be very, very quiet. When I fight, it looks like it's so funny because my wife, like, she, she doesn't watch boxing. She don't know nothing about boxing. She, she learned boxing when she met me. And mm-hmm. she watched, she watched, she started watching boxing. She's like, baby. You know, I'm not trying to be biased, but when you fight, it like all your stuff look like neat. It look neat and real crisp and just just clean, like it's like a like it was choreographed or something. But when everybody else fight, it look it really looks like they fight. Mm. I said, "Damn, baby!" That, I said, "Damn, baby!" That says a lot. I said because I am entertainer, and I I feel as though I paint a picture whenever I do compete, but. I like to make this shit look pretty when I'm beating somebody ass. My little brother Antoine, he ain't gonna make nothing look pretty. He just gonna try and find you the fuck over. So people got to, like I say, it's good to have options, man. Y'all got the, y'all guys gonna have the option to pick y'all poison stuff. Yeah. So yeah, when it comes to when it comes to Robert Easter, I don't know if it's rabbit season or duck season, but he's got <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. How to lean the door? Duck season? Who knows, man? But hey, yo, we gotta hear from Easter, man. And and you know what? I I I, I gotta make a few phone calls. There's gotta be a way that I can reach the Robert Easter because he's from you know Toledo, Ohio, and I know a few folks out of Toledo, so. There's a way that I could get in contact with Robert Easton to see what's up. Speaking of uh, of, uh, of people that that ducking or or get the uh, perception of ducking, what do you uh, make of the uh, Leo Santa Cruz and uh, Javante Davis uh, fight? Do you think that that fight is going to be competitive, or do you? Because I believe honestly, I don't know if, if Leo has the power to uh, keep Tank up off of him. And uh, I mean, Leo's a good fighter, but his chin, I don't know if he has a chin to, to take what Tank is going to be throwing out. So we'll see uh, 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 how that, that plays out. But I just want to get your perception of that fight. Man, both of the ass can lose if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs>
and then start stepping on the gas, he, he got a good chance. He got a good chance. You know, we got we all got to take into consideration that Javante he's definitely the bigger puncher. You know, but he's coming down to one thirty. He already had problems trying to make one thirty five in the Gamboa fight. Mm-hmm. Right. So he, he has to. He has to. He's going to really drain himself. And even in the Gamboa fight, after the fifth round, he was only throwing like fifteen punches around. He still won the fight, but he was only throwing fifteen punches around. So if legal to get him to the to maybe about the fifth round and then actually start to step on the gas. You know, with a certain level of defensive discipline and force Tank to exert a certain amount of energy, he got a he got a good chance. He got a good chance. You know, but you never know. Boxing is boxing, man. Everybody, the, the, the right. odds is probably more in, in favor. He's a bigger puncher. You know, I think he's a little more crap, more slicker than 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 Leo. Um, Leo's tough, and he, he he's gonna throw a lot of punches. I think he's gonna have to. He, if he wants to win this fight, he's gonna have to be strategic. Cause he not he not me. Mm. Leo, both of them motherfuckers don't want to fight me. See, I fight. I I can fight Tank. However, fuck, I want to fight Tank. Tank can't do shit with me. Um, he want he, he Tank fight me. Try to do that wide hard shit. I'm gonna fight this shit right in between. Right in between. He gonna have problems. But. Leo with the skills that he's bringing, man. I feel like if he can get him past the fifth round and then start really stepping on the gas, you know, before some time to, to exert more energy because he's gonna he's gonna drain himself. I think I, I believe that he's gonna drain himself getting down to one thirty because he didn't make the weight for Gamboa at one thirty five. So you gotta take all that stuff into consideration. True, true that, true that. Now, I, I had um, two questions. Um, you know, one was in reference to the thing with Devin Haney. Um, there was something where uh, yesterday Devin Haney was mentioning, you know, the possible fight date being Saturday, December 26th. And that he was like, oh, but if it's the 26th, who doesn't win on, on Christmas Day? So uh, is there like any information on that as far as like a date that you were kind of... Uh, Aiming towards for that fight with Haney. Um, I would love to get the fight in this year, so I have two fights in for this year. But if not, it the, at the latest, the the beginning of next year. But that's 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 late. I don't even want it to go that far. Right, I feel you. I don't even want it to go that far. But at the latest, you know, if we want to get a decent date. To make sure we got a good number of viewers and something that 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 makes sense for both parties, then that's you for. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Now, um, my other follow up thing was something like a, a comment that I was um, saying yesterday. I was, you know, talking with somebody in reference to you, and I brought up the instance where after you defeated JoJo Diaz. Uh, who was at the time the WBC mandatory, you already had plans then uh, for moving up. And for some reason, this person mentioned the name Miguel Burchelt. And I'm like, who in the world talks about Miguel Burchelt? For me, seriously, 
That was the first time I've heard anybody mention Miguel Burchelt's name as far as like talking on Boxing Circle. And he's saying like, like Gary Russell Jr. mentioned Burchelt's name. And I'm like, I've never heard Gary Russell Jr. mention Burchelt's name ever. And I mean, that was he was never someone that I even paid attention to at all. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it was never. I wanted to skip over the one thirty division because right. no one in the division that I wanted to fight. Honestly, right. Other than other than Tevin Farmer when he when he was about to fight to Diaz, right. And he said he joked that he wanted to fight. So since he's and this guy and, and the guy who said that I'm I'm I'm, I'm checking everybody, nah. Like this, not no new shit. When Palmer said he wanted to fight me, mm-hmm. I, I beat JoJo. I got when he was about to fight JoJo. Did what I say? I don't even want to fight at one thirty. But if you beat him, I'm, I'm gonna come up there and beat your ass just because you said my name. Right. So I mean, I'm consistent. I'm consistent. I got one like, more question. Mm-hmm. I got one. more Question. I, I missed the uh, first part in reference to the contract. Uh, what was the uh, stipulation you were talking about in reference to the rematch, or what was that before that? Wait, say that again? You said in reference to the rematch. The rematch yeah, clause. Look, yeah, what, what was the, I missed the first part of when you were. Uh, he breaking up. Yeah, he's breaking up. Uh, he was talking about the 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 thing with the rematch clause terms. Um, like he kind of missed that as far as like um, the, first part, the first part was. I think someone asked what would that affect if the fight happens or not, and I'm like, yeah, it does affect if the fight happens or not, based upon the fact that you know we first of all this is a fight that's much bigger. Than, than what we would be compensated for. You know, I, I originally asked for a certain number and they didn't want to take the number and I went down and I agreed to the terms of the number in which that they wanted. And wherever they wanted the venue to be, where they wanted the fight to be, whatever network they wanted to be on, and et cetera. And then on top of that, they put a rematch clause in it. So since they put a rematch clause in it, it's only fair that when I beat him, if we have to do a rematch for me to have it on my term, just the way that he had it on his term. Whichever Which makes sense. Whichever network of my choosing and et cetera. And if they have an issue with that, then, then first of all, they only put the rematch clause in the contract because it's highly likely that the title will change hands. If they have an issue, once again, if they have an issue with the terms that I want to put in the contract as far as the rematch clause, just take the rematch clause completely out of the contract altogether, and we'll just have one fight. It don't have to be a rematch clause. Which is yep. fair. Which is fair. I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, because if you win, you should have to say so where, where it happens, and you know, whoever puts the money up normally or whoever wins normally can speak on what's next. Uh, so I, I, I get that. Now, I guess they're saying whoever puts the money up should have the say-so or what network it is. But you know. well, 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 how it works is the champion is the one that 
the challenger isn't the one that makes the demands and the challenger isn't the one that comes up with the money. I'll be challenging Devin Haney. He's the champion at 135. So they would have to put up the money. So therefore, when I beat him, if the fight takes place, I would be the champion and then we will be responsible for putting up the money. We will be responsible for... Okay. Well, that's self-explanatory right there, then. So that makes sense. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you know, that's, 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 that's all I'm trying to do. All I'm trying to do is put that in the contract. Yep. And, and, and I send it over to Al. I got my lawyers to look over it and revise revise the parts that I wanted, revise in the contract. And I sent it over to Al. And he's going to take a look at it and make sure everything is cut and dry. Because if it's a rematch in this fight... We gotta map this thing out for a certain time frame. That's over a thirteen month time frame because we want, we want both fights to happen within a certain time. We don't want to drag it on or drag it off. We still want to have our flexibility. So if we have the first fight, let's say we want to have it in the contract implemented that the second fight has to take place by this time, mm-hmm. x amount of days, such such and such, because we don't want to drag this thing on. And if they don't want it, like I said, if they don't want don't want to agree to the terms of the, uh, what I want because I already agreed to all of their terms, then just take the rematch clause out the contract. Because I'm smacking, because I'm smacking his little ass. And so, that goes vice versa. Let's say it in the event you get to say whatever as well. So that makes it makes it fair both ways, right? Yeah, that's fair. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, oh, well, shit. I, mean. I can't see that not being signed then. That's what I'm saying. Because y'all both believe y'all going to win. So, I mean, shit. I don't see why that shouldn't be signed. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I mean, my thing is this. I already came down from my terms and right. met their terms. Right yep. That's it. That's it. So, as of now, we just said, we just sending it over to Apple. And he's going to just scan over one more time and he's sending this shit out. Yep. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you, man. And, and that's it's, the thing. It's a process to, to the fans that think that this shit just happens overnight. You know, it, it really doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a process. We have attorneys that want to check it and then they want to check it a couple times, you know, just to make sure that everything is, is 100% correct, you know. This is, like I say, this is our occupation. This is how we make a living. Right. You, know, you wanna, you wanna cross your T's and dot your eyes all the way around the board. I'm already lowballing myself by fighting for a low number. Right. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, I'm putting myself in a position to get the world title and and two weight divisions higher than a division that already have a world title. In. you know, so with that being said, if they want to put the rematch clause in it, I just feel like. When I beat him, I should be able to have to fight whenever we want. What do we want? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I said that. Now, I, 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 I like dumped it down to the fans. I dumped it down to the fans, but that's pretty much what it is that we want. Now, as far as how, how our attorneys and stuff might work, it, it'll probably be a little, I don't know how they word it, because the lingo is a little different. But that's pretty much what we're asking for. Yep, exactly. And you have a comment on here from Mark Nash. It says, Gary's doing everything to make this fight happen. No cap. 
Yep. It's like, hey, he's like, yo, you want this fight. And you know what I'm saying? You wanted to, you know, definitely do what it takes in order to make this fight happen. Because, yeah, you want to make history. Like you said, go up to divisions and win a world championship in the lightweight division, you know? Against the guy that don't nobody want to fight. Yep. And, and, and it's a thing, too. It's I'm like... A, I want to challenge myself. I'm a real competitor. Mm-hmm. I, I look for for obstacles so I can overcome them. You know, I look for, for a tough task to do, you know, so I can accomplish it. You know, I, 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 I strive for excess. I push myself to be greater. You know, why not? Why not attempt to? Mm-hmm. And, and like I was saying before, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, kind of like respect both ways. But, you know, with Devin Haney, he he's young. Like you've always said, he's young. He has that, you know, type of confidence, bravado. So it kind of like seems like he's speaking out of pocket. But when it comes to like Bill Haney, Bill Haney knows it's all business and it's all respecting things like that. Like he, like from what I've heard, he's never really, you know, spoke out of line to you or, you know, anybody uh, that you're affiliated with. So, you know, with him, it's like, you know, we just want to get make the fight happen and see what the terms will be and try to iron out those terms. And once both sides agree, then it's all a go. That's it. That's all. It's all a go. I'm ready to make it happen. You know, definitely. I'm ready to make it happen. Yeah, feel you on that. And then, like you said, you, you, you get through that and then – Hey, 47, maybe next. Hey, hey. hey. Matter of fact, shit, ain't, ain't, ain't 35 the weight class that Mikey got said? Realistically, yep. Cap? Yep. Yep. Hey, he, he's sticking his finger in people. He want to keep, you know what I'm saying, sticking his nose in people's business. Hey, I got to beat motherfucker. Uh, Shorty ass, Mikey can get it too. Mm-hmm. I will beat Mikey ass. Mikey, no, I man, Mikey is his he. Listen, and he got the nerve to say something slick. You know what I'm saying? He he fought motherfucker Earl Spence. Yeah, he won twelve rounds, but he survived. He just survived. He didn't even try to fight back. Mm-hmm. If it if it was me, I would have fucked around and probably I, I'm one of them fighters that rather get knocked out trying to knock a person out than to just survive. Mikey was just surviving. Yep. Man, I beat Mikey ass too. Mikey can get it too, man. Yeah. I, can't, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope they don't bullshit and play these games. And this contract come right because Shorty in the way. I'm gonna cook his little boots. Mikey gonna get it. Mikey can get it. Terrence can get it. You know what I'm saying? Tank, he already been running. I think he probably run his whole career. Um, I don't know. He probably yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was also talking spicy, but I mean, we've been saying for the longest, like, like man, these guys, these guys talking, man. These guys faking. These guys faking, and yes, it's crazy out there because um, you know, we was you know the whole thing with um. Thanks. Yeah, he was talking spicy, but I'm like, yo, we talked about trying to make that fight over in the D.C. area for about at least five months. I don't even care, man. Man, what's, what's his, man, look, he got people in his own gym that say I'm one of his favorite fighters. 
I'm their favorite fighter, man. I ain't, I ain't thinking about Tank. <laughs> they say Tank is favorite fighter. They say Gary Russell Jr. is favorite fighter. <laughs> Stop it. Stop this shit, man. Yeah, and yeah, you talk about Mikey Mikey Garcia. Yeah, he he was the former WBC champion at 135. Uh before you know going up to 147 to fight Errol Spence. And like you said, man, yeah, he was going up to 147 to get that ass beat. Yeah, he was he was like holding on to pretty much holding on to you know good life and, and all this joint. He ain't even attempt to fight back. What type of shit is that? He ain't even attempt to fight back. I, like I said, I'm one of those guys that motherfucker would have ended up trying to knock me out because I'm trying to knock a motherfucker out. I ain't going to, you got to take me out on my shield. You got to take me out on my shield. Yeah, man. I ain't yeah. just going to fall up and just let you hit on me and I don't work that way. Yeah, I feel you. Now I think you got um, another person on uh, here with us. Why, Sam? You 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 got us? Yeah, man, I'm here. Yeah, what's up, man? Yo, um, I just want to tell Gary, thank you for giving the fans exactly what they want when they want it. I love this fight. I favor you in this fight, and I can't wait. Man, I appreciate the support, man. Hey, look, just like I tell everybody. Curious to see how you look without having to drain weight. Oh my goodness! That's a see, man. It's a lot of factors, man, that people not not pay attention to, man. <laughs> I tell hey, I, I know your father. Like your father told me months ago that you were pretty much around that weight as it is. And this was months ago, and you were still cracking. So, <laughs> like, ain't nothing changed. Nothing, nothing with the speed changed. Nothing with all of that changed. It's just, hey, as long as we get it to 135, or at least we below 135, it's a go. And that's all it takes. It's a go. What's up, man? Yeah, two weeks, two weeks, man. You you've been you've been busy with birthdays and anniversaries over the past like about two months. Like, good. Man. That's really about it, man. You know, we've been together for about twelve years. You know, but we've been married. We'll be married for nine, nine on the twenty fourth for this month. But I got the babies and the misses. I'm the baby and the wife. I mean, the children and stuff. I got them. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Thank you very much for joining us on this thing, man. And 
Hey, we we will be on the lookout once this joint official is on, because we've been pushing for this fight here with you, boy. So you know what it is. Once it's official, you know we gonna scream to the <laughs> scream to the top of the hills on this joint. Man, thank you, man. Like I said, it's a real fan. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. Man, stay tuned, man. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, no doubt, my man. Thanks for joining in, man. All right, man. Enjoy the rest of y'all night. All right, no doubt, man. No doubt. Oh man, that was that was great there with uh, the WBC featherweight champion, Mister Gary Russell Jr. and and, and Jamil. Uh, at least you were able to get on just in time because yeah, what man. you said that thing was five minutes. I was like, oh, I hope I hope Gary could hold on for a few more minutes because I was thinking that he was about to get off the phone around this time. So you got in just in time for that joint, man. Yo, it's, it, I, I wanted to touch on this thing. I saw Mikey's interview, right? And Mikey mm-hmm. talked about, like, you know, Gary Russell, like who? Like, like he, basically, like, he's irrelevant. He's right. Like, yo, Mikey, nobody's, nobody cares about Mikey Garcia right now. Yeah, this, no is the, this is the number one topic in all of boxing. Gary Dev, Gary Bud. And Mikey doesn't have a big fight. Gary's probably facing the number one. He's a champion now, but the number one prospect in boxing, like the mm-hmm. number one youth. Yeah. So I'm 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 just excited, man. I'm not even speaking as a journalist right now, as a fan. Like, I want this fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing with Mikey, it's funny that Mikey is talking spicy because, like, he had, you know, big aspirations, you know, for this year. He had his fight with uh, Rick DeMarmo. I mean, um, God darn it, Jesse Vargas uh, over in uh, the Dallas area. And uh, he got that win. And he was, you know, aspiring to try to get himself in, in the running to fight Manny Pacquiao. Uh, that's, you know, always been, you know, basically his plan was to go up to 147 and to eventually fight Manny Pacquiao. The whole thing with Errol Spence Jr. was kind of like secondary. He wanted to just be the one to be put in a position to, you know, fight uh, Manny Pacquiao there at 147. And now with this whole thing with the pandemic or whatnot, there's you know, very unlikely that Manny Pacquiao is going to be fighting next year. And given the whole thing with next year, um, you know, it might be up in the air as far as like when um, Manny Pacquiao will be ready to fight. So if Mikey's trying to get in on that action, I'm not sure if that's going to, you know, be the case, particularly if we have the whole thing with um, uh, the Spence Garcia fight, you know, happening in uh, November then maybe my, uh, Manny Pacquiao's next fight would be against the winner of those two, you know, fighters there. You know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, uh, Mikey Garcia is kind of like holding the L for uh, this half of the year so far. Bro, he, he was sitting there. He he was talking like like he was Floyd or something. Like, like dude, <laughs> the, last, the, the last time we saw you in a meaningful fight, you was getting your ass whipped, then putting your hand up like you won the rap. Like, come on, man. Come on, Mikey. It's not your line. Like, you're not that dude. Like, you, right. you just beat Jesse Vargas. Yeah. Wow. 
and Jesse Vargas, and he couldn't even, and he couldn't take out Jesse Vargas, and Jesse yeah. Vargas rocked him at the you know in the last round. Like you score knockdown and you couldn't follow through and take out Jesse Vargas. Like you got to be able to do that if you want to consider yourself one of the top guys in 147. If you want to stay at 147. But exactly. if you want to be bouncing back and forth and fighting Earl Spence and then coming back this year and fighting Jesse Vargas and then you want to say, oh, I want to fight a uh, 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 Manny Pacquiao or Keith Thurman or any one of those guys, you're not really showing anything that like tells people, oh, wow, like Mikey Garcia is going to be seriously considered to be, you know, a pound for pound, you know, top guy. But he hasn't really given anyone that type of, you know, thought with the performances that he's had uh, over the past, you know, year, two years. So that that's yeah, that's kind of crazy there from uh, Mikey Garcia, man. Um, while I do, you know, have you on here, uh, we we were talking about this whole thing with Gary Russell Jr., Devin Haney, Gary and Bud. The other topic was the whole thing with Canelo and, you know, that one, you know, I didn't really kind of, you know, get into that uh, here in this report, but man, (sighs) Golden Boy pulled a fast one on uh, John Skipper, man, because if I'm going by the report uh, from uh, Coppinger, they were able to do the deal with Canelo for it to be that lucrative. But when it came to the overall budget for the rest of the Golden Boy, um, you know, roster, it wasn't even freaking like it was like I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like it, it was almost like 10 million a year or something like that. You know, it was almost 10 million a year. Uh, for these other cars that they were, you know, having under the Golden Boy banner. So whether it was Golden Boy on the zone, the actual the zone, or you know, trying to have something on uh, through Facebook or, or whatever they had, like they really didn't pay off those guys that were in part of those cards. And so that is why you also had the issue between Golden Boy and Ryan Garcia when Ryan Garcia is falls under that particular annual budget uh, that, you know, uh, Golden Boy has. So that's, that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of an issue um, there when it comes to Golden Boy handling things. And, and the thing with John Skipper, I was like, like John Skipper really, you know, got him in, 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 and um, they, he really put, the uh, zone in a precarious position uh, there in this instance because you know they even though it's you know the zone and 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 perform group and all of that um, like they really didn't want to spend you know that much money um, as far as like for just boxing like the whole thing about oh the zone wants to take over boxing. Uh, I I really don't know where this came from. That's basically coming like Matchroom wanted to do that because it's Matchroom Boxing USA. They actually have an office in New York City, so I feel like that is where that 
part came from, but Zone kind of like is a time buyer or like a network, um, like wants to buy things, like the rights to stuff. Digital content is where they kind of like focus themselves on. So having these sports or these sporting events, whether it's in the U.S. or the U, well, not necessarily the U.K., but or other countries, if they're able to um, get the broadcasting rights for that, then that's how they make their money. Everything else, as far as like anything homegrown through the zone, there really isn't much of that because you don't see uh, people hiring under the zone for like a camera crew or setting up. Uh, technical things or anything like that. That's kind of like subcontracted. So they don't really put up that much, you know, for all of that. Everything else is is pretty much either handled by the promotional companies or, you know, other other uh, organizations. So they're talking about when some people talk about, oh, the zone's losing money. I'm not, you know, I'm not fully uh, convinced of that given that I don't think they put up that much money to begin with. Plus they're able to have other groups or other television networks buy, um, you know, buy events that they kind of cover. So it's not like they're really, you know, losing money in, in that sense, one. And then two, it's not like they're spending anything out of their budget because there's no sports content. So, Whatever they had for the beginning of the year, they still had that type of money. It's just like, you know, it's no different. If we're talking about boxing, it's no different than with ESPN and top rank. They hadn't spent their budget once the, you know, the whole lockdown thing started. They're just starting to spend that budget. Or at least they started, what, a a few months ago on June 9th. That's when they started. Same case goes with the whole thing with PBC and Fox and Showtime. They haven't spent their budget yet. So now that they're having their fights, that budget is starting to deplete. So I don't see where they say the zone is in trouble in that sense. But when it comes to the thing with Canelo Alvarez, man, that's going to be very messy. And we were talking about Mikey Garcia. Mike Garcia is one that was under top rank and had himself a contract issue. And that dragged on for two years. So he was out of action for two years. Um, Andre Ward had his little spat with uh, Goose and Tudor promotions. Uh, that court, you know, that court proceeding, you know, it kind of lasted about eight months or so when the judgment came down. But after that, you know, Goose and Tudor and Andre Ward, they didn't really have anything going. And Andre Ward pretty much sat out you know, for, you know, about two years himself before he was able to get himself uh, back into the rank. So hopefully with Canelo Alvarez um, that it doesn't get to that particular point because it's, you know, he's basically the biggest fighter uh, in sports or in boxing. But um, for me, I don't think he's really as big as people think he is. Um, it's not like he's Oscar De La Hoya and it's not like he's Floyd Mayweather. What I mean by that is Oscar De La Hoya had a whole bunch of people that liked him. Floyd Mayweather had a whole bunch of people that hated him. But either way, people watched or people paid to see them fight, regardless if they liked them or hated them. Either they want to see them win 
or they wanted to see him lose. You really don't get that with Canelo Alvarez. He doesn't really have that type of appeal. He was built to be like the next Oscar De La Hoya. But the problem is he can't necessarily market himself to the general public in America like Oscar De La Hoya could. Because he's, you know, straight up Mexican all the way through, um, you know, Spanish. Uh, he doesn't really speak English. I, I think he understands English, but he doesn't speak it. And you can't, you limit yourself from a marketing standpoint outside of the sport of boxing uh, when you do that. Does he have a few endorsements? Yes, he does. But he would have a lot more. Uh, if he was, you know, speaking English, like, you know, Oscar De La Hoya and stuff like that, like when it comes to the whole thing with endorsements and sponsorships and, you know, who who um, athletes are affiliated with, take Anthony Joshua, for example, look at the um, things that he's, you know, involved with, including Hugo Boss or Beast, you know, Beast by Dre, or you could, you know, come up with, uh, you know, Under Armour, all of that. You know what I mean? So uh, you don't necessarily get that uh, with Canelo Alvarez. And the whole thing with that is you have that on one side. And then the other side is you really don't have a big fight for Canelo Alvarez or an opponent for Canelo Alvarez that says, oh, my goodness, you know what? Stop the presses. Uh, stop everything. Canelo's fighting such and such. This is, go this is the biggest fight in boxing. Like Canelo, I can't name anyone that he could face that it would be the biggest fight in boxing right now. You know, you had Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. At that time, that was the biggest fight in boxing. Now, with Canelo Alvarez, uh, who, who are guys that he hasn't faced yet? Caleb Plant, Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, Demetrius Andre, Jamal Charlo. Um, you go up to 175, uh, you got – you know, Dimitri Baval, you know, you got Archer Betabiev. Are those fights big enough to say, okay, this would be the biggest fight in boxing? I don't see it. So he needs something. He needs a dance partner or a few dance partners that make that contract make sense. But the problem is that's something that John Skipper should have seen ahead of time before making that 11 fight, $365 million deal with the front end of the first fight being 15 million and then everything else um, being an average of $35 million per fight. So that's kind of like what I th uh, feel about that one there. And, you know, with that being said, I'm uh, putting a close to this midweek report. Um, not sure if uh, Brother Terrell is still with us, um, but if you got any closing remarks, uh, go right ahead. Well, it looks like, uh, you know, he's, I don't know if uh, Terrell is uh, out shopping or in the gym or something like that, but, um, you know, I want to thank him for, you know, coming on uh, here on this particular thing with the Midwest Report. Um, and, of course, thanks so much for the WBC featherweight champion, Mr. Gary Russell Jr., coming on uh, to join us and talk about the whole thing with Devin Haney. 
and we have you know the update on his side. Like I said, um, the rematch clause uh, is put on there uh, from Devin Haney's side. But like Gary Russell Jr. said, I'm like, if you're gonna have that rematch clause, it's gonna have to be on our terms because we are the ones that came down from 1.5 million. I mean, from two million to 1.5 million to try to get this fight closer to reality. And so with that being said, if we get this win, that rematch, that's going to have to be more on our side and on our terms. So he was able to, you know, explain that in detail. And like I said, we're going to be on the lookout and watching uh, to see uh, when this fight actually becomes official, hopefully by, you know, the next couple of days or early next week. But until then, we will have the Boxing Source radio show podcast live Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So be sure to check that out uh, through uh, currently Black Talk Radio and through Anchor.fm. And this will be also on Anchor.fm later tonight. So thanks for Terrell, Matthew Brown, Mike on Sports, Mark Nash, uh, my man Hardcore Boxing News, uh, the the president of the Deontay Wilder Fan Club, Mr. Matthew Brown, um, you know, all of y'all for joining us uh, here tonight. And like I said, check us out Sunday night, 730. We out. Peace.